Hi, I'm Siobhan Hunt, and this is Kindling Conversation, a Kindling Kids radio podcast. Just a quick note before we get into the next episode. If you haven't already, I'd love you to rate and review Kindling Conversation wherever you get your podcasts, or if you enjoy the episode, share it with your friends. All right, thank you, and on with the show. Having a baby can change your body in all kinds of ways. There are extra bumps, sagging skin, but sometimes the changes can cause pain or real embarrassment. Sneha Wadwani is a GP and mum of two girls. They're aged five and seven. She's passionate about helping women who might be silently suffering from post-pregnancy injuries. Today, we're talking about incontinence. Hi, Sneha. How are you? I am good, thank you. This is going to sound like a very basic question, but can you tell us what incontinence is? Like, is it only, does it only have to be a little bit of wee or is it a whole deluge? I mean, is there a definition there? So incontinence really is the involuntary leakage of a fluid and that might be urine, commonly urine or feces, so poo, um, from both orifices or even one. Some women unfortunately get leakage of feces through the vagina as well so wow. it, it can actually you know be this involuntary leakage of fluid from any of the genital and anal orifices um, which you don't want to happen at a given time. God no and is it common post baby? It's really common so actually 37% of Australian women suffer with incontinence regardless of whether they've had children or not. Um, a forceps delivery can actually increase your your chances of having incontinence by up to 60%. Wow. Um, but 70% of women who have the problem often don't seek help. And uh, about 13% of Australian women suffer from the faecal incontinence. So urinary incontinence is far more common. And is it uh, more likely postnatally for it to be a woman who's had a a vaginal birth or can it still happen if you've had a cesarean? So yes it can happen if you've still had a cesarean uh, but it is far more common in women who've had a vaginal birth. Um, So there's lots of reasons why incontinence will happen. Um, Obviously trauma during pregnancy um, but also just from carrying the pregnancy that increases the pressure in the abdominal cavity and pushes down on the bladder and the support structures that hold the bladder in place and so that means then that with these overstretched uh, ligaments and tendons which are also under the influence of hormone um, that when the baby is born these structures don't necessarily go back a hundred percent leaving us with a deficit causing this incontinence. You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Sneha Wadwani. She's a GP and mum of two girls. And we're talking about incontinence as it's something that can happen to a lot of women post-baby. And uh, whether they've had a cesarean or a vaginal birth, it doesn't matter which one. It can happen to anyone. Something we mentioned before, Sneha, that I wanted to bring up was um, that a lot of women don't ask for help on this when this happens to them. Is it out of embarrassment or why do you think women aren't coming forward? I think there's lots of reasons. I think embarrassment is one of them. This is probably one of the most under-discussed complaints in women's health, whether it be with 
their doctor or with their friends. I think women are more likely to talk about it when they've had a few glasses of wine with their friends. Uh, but I think here, certainly in Australia, it's definitely less talked about than otherwise. Yes, it's embarrassing. Um, up to 20 to 25% of women with incontinence also have sexual dysfunction. So that then feeds into the embarrassment as well. It becomes something that they want to hide and they don't want to talk about. Equally, as women get a little bit older after they've had their children, it becomes something that they feel they're supposed to just accept. You know, um, women often appreciate that after they've had a child that things down there aren't going to be quite as they were and they believe that that's something they need to put up with but really that's not the case for all the different types of incontinence whether it's urinary, faecal and all the different types of urinary incontinence, there is a solution for all of them. We can't always offer a, a cure but we can definitely make lives better. And when you say there is uh, ways of treating incontinence what are those ways is it physio is it uh, through drugs what how do you do it so it's a little bit of both really and also some surgery sometimes it kind of depends on the type of urinary incontinence we're talking about and there's lots of different types from the type when you cough and sneeze and whoops a little bit of urine comes away to the type when you're driving home and you put your key in the door and you just can't hold on so that's called urge incontinence that type responds really well to retraining the bladder and some medication to relax the bladder the leaking when you cough and sneeze can respond to surgery surgery and physiotherapy and there's a mixture of treatments all the way through that spectrum. In addition things like acupuncture can be helpful, exercises such as pilates and yoga that strengthen the core and the pelvic floor can be really helpful and even um, there are some alternative treatments as well, homeopathic treatments that can help. So what would you say if there's someone sitting at home now thinking Oh, yep, that's me. I've been putting it off. What would you say to them? Don't. <laughs> um, absolutely. I mean, up to 23% of women in Australia who have urinary incontinence take time off work because of it. Wow. So we're talking about issues with their employment, issues with their sex life, issues personally and psychologically. Um, so it can really affect women in all areas of their life and really they don't need to suffer. This isn't a very sexy topic but it's actually one of my favourite areas of, of women's health because this is where we can make a real impact and a real difference to women's lives. So my advice would be go and see your doctor, get some help. If your GP can't help you, get a referral on. Thank you so much for your time today Sneha. You're welcome. That's Sneha Watwani. She's a GP and mum of two girls.